Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Bumpy flight. And who knows where we'll land? The freezing cold of Hoth, the sandstorms of Tatooine. Or get blasted to bits by the Empire. What? Are you scared? No. Really? Because you look scared. <laughs> Before the 50 different adventures, you never know where you'll go. Star Tours new in 3D. Flights departing daily from Disney's Hollywood Studios. Ooh, somebody's got eyes for you. Oh, good. There you are. Let's get started. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, Serious episode 144. 144. We have one gross of episodes. Gross. Which is good because um, I think this is going to be the last episode. If you were to believe the signs and trucks that have been driving around lately. Oh, man. That's the only fucking thing that would. Five Judgment Day caravan, like fucking cars driving on the highway, doing 65 miles an hour, one behind the other. And all I could tell her was, oh, fuck, they're up here, too. Gee, it's, I'm just not drinking any Kool-Aid I haven't made that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jim Jones is not exactly. around. It's okay. So, um, yeah, so for anybody not in the country, um, because it hasn't reached anywhere outside of America, by the way. No, yeah. Uh, North America, and probably just um, like the United States of America, right? <laughs> Canadians are just like, oh, what the fuck are they doing now? What's all this about? Exactly. What are they doing new? Um, the world is supposed to end. Well, no, sorry. The rapture is supposed to happen on Saturday at 6 o'clock. Yeah, baby. Oh, wait. That's wrong. That's a different kind of rapture. Uh, and then the world's supposed to end like October 21st of this year. So, so what it's happens a, it's in between a, the rapture and the end of the world? Two-prong like, attack. Earthquakes and tornadoes and floods. Should I just... Take my electric bill out of my outgoing mail. So. Uh, you know what? Boats and hoes. Boats gonna, and hoes for the next six months, right? Yeah, I'm going to wait till about 7.30. And then uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Nothing's going to happen. I know. I don't have that kind of luck. <sighs> it's like, oh, well, people are saying the world's going to end because like, there's flooding. Really? The Mississippi River's, River's flooding in the spring. Hell surprise. There's earthquakes along known fault lines. Yep. You know what? I predict that there will huh. be wildfires in California. Yep. There you might be though? tornadoes. I gotta too, tell you though, in I really, tornado alley. I really think that news agencies are just taking out old like audio footage from <laughs> the fires of the last five years or so yeah. and just using it again. Oh yeah. 
Because it's all the same places, the same thing. Yep. 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 There are fires. People are leaving their houses. And yeah, we do have a new weather phenomenon happening around here that I had never heard of before. Fucking rain. It's the it's it's called an omega block because it's a weather pattern that blocks the jet stream and causes it to look like the Greek symbol for omega. And generally, on one side is really really nice weather, and on the other side is what we've had. Which is, um, if London and Seattle were to have a really angry baby, real, there was sun today for five fucking minutes, just enough time for me to go, oh hey, look at this, fuck you, I gone. I was I was driving over the bridge into Boston, and I couldn't see anything. It was like my whole ride to work was just I'm going to Silent Hill. Here's, yeah. Here's some fucking some dude with a big knife's gonna chop me in half, and pull off my skin, and throw it at a church door, and whatever. Um, Did that happen? No, I'm I'm okay. I have okay. my skin. How you feeling, by the way? I'm better. Better. You I'm seem better. better. Yeah, I'm in a bad fucking mood today. So a- apparently, this whatever is going around, yeah, kicks your ass for two weeks. So I still have a cough, and I'm, a, I'm I get really tired the later the night goes on, like yeah. really tired. But I'm, I'm mostly okay now. So, but Jesus, that was that's the worst I've been. Yeah, in a you're while. pretty fucking miserable. I don't think I've ever seen you like. I didn't want to do the show. Looking. I really didn't want to do the show. <laughs> I really didn't, because it was really tough to like read anything for any amount yeah. of time, or pay attention, or care. <laughs> like that's how tired I was. Yeah. So, anyway. Do you want to talk about why you're mad or do you want to move on? Nah, we'll just move on. Okay, so let's do this. You've seen stuff. I have seen stuff. All right, I haven't seen anything, so. Um, I will start with, uh, ooh, that's what else I saw. I'll make sure that I write that down. Okay. Um, Well, you know what? I'll actually start with that one first. First, um, I just want to comment how hilarious it was Hmm. when folks um, came in to see the beaver. (laughs) <laughs> the weekend. Yeah. Because well, first leading up to that, there yeah. were people and folks, I have to I have to be honest with you, I'm not just making this up because it's funny, okay, and it just kind of works. It is true. People were asking, "Can you tell me when is the beaver opening?" <laughs> and that because they're dead. And how serious. many times did you say after a couple drinks? I said Jody Foster's beaver. <laughs> The movie, Jodie Foster's movie, The Beaver. Her yeah. beaver movie. It would have been great and if the like, poster said, Jodie Foster presents. Oh, exactly. The <laughs> Beaver. Right? <laughs> so um, so that was a lot of fun. And then yeah. there, was one, there was this one guy behind this older woman. And the older woman came in and she said, one for the beaver. And the guy behind her said, two for the show, three to get ready and four to go. <laughs> and I laughed my head off and she was so not amused. Oh. So, and then she, it was so funny because at one point there was someone else w- w- working next to me. And the woman came up to me. She says, can I see the beaver? I'm like, do you want to take this one? <laughs> But it was great because, oh. like, was like, the person next to you? Did they have a sense of humor? They didn't really hear it. They were busy talking to somebody else. No, okay. but it was just—it was for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was for me mostly. Yeah. Um, and then there was—it's not often you get a movie like that. Oh God! The the the, the other great one was uh, when we had um, the Ugly Truth. Yes. Can I have the Ugly Truth? Can I have two for the Ugly Truth? 
All right. Well, <laughs> she's not going to fuck you. Yeah. Because she's buying her own ticket. Yeah. That's, um, that's a hint. There was this other person who came in. And this was really fun. And I like when pe- when I can read people well enough. And mm. I'm really good at it. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, are. I'm really good. I can read. People walk in. I can read how much I can play with them. Oh, yeah. So um, this woman and her husband came in. And she said, oh, I saw out on the marquee out there that you have um, Tree of Life. Now, I know that Tree of Life doesn't open until June 17th. Right. So I right. go, so I kind of look out the window. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's with a double feature with June 17th. <laughs> <laughs> her, her husband laughed his fucking head off. And she's just like, oh, my bad. <laughs> but it was, she's just like, I really want to see that movie. Said, I'm sorry if I made you sound stupid. She goes, nope, I made myself sound stupid. You just pointed it out. And oh, the husband good. was laughing his fucking head off. I'm going to get popcorn. He walks away. But what was, did they see instead? Uh, the beaver. <laughs> yeah, of so, course. Because so. <laughs> uh, you got to see the prequel, The Tree of Life. Well, he walks away. He, right. walks, away. he walks away. And, um, and she goes, um, I guess we'll see the beaver. I'm like, do you want to yell and ask him if he wants... To see that, she goes, "Honey, do you want?" And she goes, "Ah, they were awesome. Uh, they were great." See, with somebody like that, I would expect her to go, "Ah, you fucker, <laughs> you're an asshole." Yeah. So, yep. um, but the Beaver, I saw it, and it was what you'd expect. Um, Terrible. It was, Pathetic. you know, some of it was it. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, I did, unfortunately, I start kind of late and I did doze off the last five <laughs> minutes, but, um, I can kind of get what happened, but it was, it was good. Mel Gibson. I mean, he's a fucking psychopath. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he's a decent actor. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I thought that Jodie Foster didn't give herself enough to do, <laughs> but I do like Anton Yelchin. Yeah. He did, he's he good. Did a good job. I like he did, him. He did a good job. And Jennifer Lawrence is in, I mean, they had some decent people in mm. it. Um, and I, I I liked it, so I, I that's I you know it was yeah, okay. I'm, I'm curious to see Yelchin in uh in Fright. I know Fright Night's going to be terrible, but uh, oh, yeah. I like David Tennant, yeah. and uh, he's doing like a Chris Angel thing, so that yeah. should be kind of weird. But I know you don't like the movie, but I watched Star Trek again the other night. I'll get to why later. But what I watched when I watched it, I had a whole different idea in mind with it. I I thought to myself, okay, they took the original characters. Uh huh. And they recast them, which has to be top three ballsiest moves in filmmaking, I think, for, you know, an idea. Well, they had to go Muppet Babies on them and make them all look younger. Well, they were technically younger. Yeah. You got to give them that. But it's like it's like remaking Star Wars with a new cast. That's like you don't touch Shatner. And Nimoy, even though Nimoy was in it. Yeah, but this old now, you don't want to touch him. That, that is true. Well, Shatner. Nimoy, I think, is relatively clean. He's a fucking alien, that's why. <laughs> but I really appreciated, like, except for once once you point out the lens flare, it's overwhelming in Star Trek. But um, the bulb, you can see right, sitting right over there on the desk, the bulb of my TV popped. Uh. It was one of those things where I should have gone to bed three hours earlier and I'm just watching TV. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I hear, pop, and the screen goes black, and I'm like... It wasn't pop, pop. No, it wasn't pop, pop. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, fuck. And it was Sunday, right? So like, it's going to take at least two days to get one in, yeah. right? 
and I had the girls home the next day, and we always we have a ritual. We watch Sesame Street. We watch, you know, and then we go through Netflix and we find a Marvel cartoon for them to watch so they can <laughs> learn who they are. And it was tough without TV. We spent a lot of time upstairs in bed <laughs> watching Sesame Street and stuff. But um, nextdaydlp.com, it's, it's this company I found that had the, the oh. best, like, next day shipping rate, which I would never, ever pay again. Yeah. Um, I actually had it before I went to work on Tuesday, and I was in at 12. Oh, that's that cool. was pretty impressive. And I just slid the thing in, turned it on, and it worked. Thank God it wasn't a color wheel. That would have been <laughs> another 150 bucks that I would have needed somebody to put that in. I can change a bulb. Yeah. I'm a fucking projectionist. <laughs> Tuesday, same day, I changed the 15,000-watt bulb. Ah. Yeah, that's fun. And then I changed a trailer yesterday. That took an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Because you got to run the whole movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Fun, fun. Um, um, So, um, I did like The Beaver. Always been a fan. Um, (laughs) I also saw, um, uh, I rewatched Waiting. Of course. I think you have to watch that like every month. That movie is really funny. It is. I think it's kind of underrated. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. There's so much subtlety in there. There's just it's it's so good. It's Yeah. Um, and it's I, and it's a good cast. It's not like I don't know, it's it's a bunch of different people. It's not a group of people. Yeah. It's not like Apatow's group yeah, exactly. or the American Pie group or so. It's 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 a little mixed up. Yeah, no, and then, no, it's it's a lot of fun. And Dane Cook is actually even tolerable in the small role he has. Yeah. So I'm fine yeah. with that. Um I started to watch and you'll be amazed that I've never seen it before, uh-huh. Goonies. Yeah, I uh, Now that might be right around your age when it was out. But it was one it of those. It came out in what, like eighty three? I, I should have seen that. Yeah, I I should have seen it in the theater too. I never did. Well, you're four years younger than me, so yeah, probably. But I saw Beverly Hills Cop in the theater. It was like <laughs> when did when did Goonies come out? Eighty five. Goonies came out. Oh, okay, oh. so you know what? I may not have seen that. Because, you know, then I'm like a junior in high school and it's season. Oh, yeah, that's right above. Your, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was. It's kind of like um, Never Ending Story for me. No, I love that there's movie. A, there's a, but there's a generation below us, like just like three, four years below us that yeah. like they grew up on that. And I yeah, watched I it, saw it and I it came on it. cable. So Yeah, exactly. I didn't see that in the theater. Yeah. Um, but Goonies, right now I'm sort of in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, maybe not in the middle, maybe about a third of the way through. Hmm. And I'm like, eh. It's all right. Whatever. It's like it, it's one of those if if you didn't watch it when you were younger, forget it. Yeah, exactly. There's no yeah. nostalgia for me at all. Right. Right. Honestly, I swear to God, I saw Monster Squad before Goonies. So Monster Squad is my Goonies. Yeah. I, don't I think know that's the one that Olivia Monster might Squad like. Is. It's um Imagine Goonies. Uh-huh. But it's four kids and uh, Dracula is trying to kill them. And there's the the creature, because they can't call him Creature from the Black Moon. He's yeah. a creature. It's Wolfman. It's where the, the line Wolfman's Got Nards came from. Um, Frankenstein and the Mummy. It's like the classic Universal Monsters. It's really go, actually go, fun. I go, liked it. Going after the Three Stooges or the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, no, whatever. actually, this Dracula wants to literally kill these children. 
That's what I liked about it. The kids were actually in danger. I've been in that type of mood. Yeah. Um, what else? I did see... Um, I watched Casino for a little while today. I love that yeah. movie. I've, I think I've seen the whole thing, but in like pieces. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just it's great. I just yeah. I'm I'm a I like gangster movies. Hmm. So um but I did go to the theater and yeah. I saw in three D. In three D. Yeah. Well it was like I went Saturday night after the dinner theater show yeah. and I had a pass for showcase. Right. So um I went and there was one I got there at like Eleven. Which showcase were you at? In Revere. Oh, okay. Did you say that and I just didn't hear it? No. All right, go ahead. So <laughs> there was one playing. I really, what I wanted to see was Bridesmaids, but there wasn't mm. one playing until like 12 something. Ah. So I was just like, I'm not going to sit around here for a fucking hour. Right. So there was. Um, yeah, because you're white. Exactly. You you get stabbed. But the thing is, though, I grew up around there, so it'd be cool. It doesn't matter. What no, are you going to do? Okay. Flash your Georgetown gang signs? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um careful some deaf kid might stab you <laughs> so um so there was there was like the 3d thor was like the next thing so i had okay. to pay like four bucks that's not bad so um i have to say and i know that i've said that mm-hmm. i didn't think it was going to be any good yeah i thought it was good that's the, the stuff, everybody is surprised the as stuff shit about on this. asgard looked awesome yeah and i think that that is one of the few instances mm. that the 3D mm. um, worked. Okay. I mean, it wasn't awesome. They didn't do any of this bullshit where something's jumping out at me. But, yeah. um, but it did have depth because it's, I mean, there's like a lot of sort of, you know, elevated. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, it was, looked really cool. Hmm. Um, there's this one, there's this one point where like this creature runs kind of like underneath like the ground. Okay. You see it, and they're like running on top, and the creatures running underneath them, like upside down. Oh, interesting! It was fucking cool. Huh. So it looked pretty good, and um, Kat Dennings was great. Oh, okay. She's she's like sort of the the comic relief. Uh, I could see that. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. Um, Natalie Portman seemed kind of relaxed in in the trailers, like as an actress. Yeah, she, she was, seemed like she was fine. She was yeah. good. Um, knowing like what she's capable of and that yeah. she you know you, you've seen her do great stuff like in black swan you've seen right. her be a little edgy yeah you know and in, 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 in some things she was a little vanilla here she was just kind of like oh okay she yeah. was kind of like the chick in the edward norton hulk movie no okay yeah that i can't even remember who was the chick in that was it Liv tyler yes it was okay. but there you go it's the same type of thing yeah it's like okay she's there if yeah. for no other reason than the A at some point needs to kind of protect her. Right. And B, right. someone to worry about him when he's injured. Right. Well, the books are about Thor in general, not about the girl that he has, you know, fallen for that he decides to stay on Earth with for his or hammer. whatever. Um, the dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. that we've seen. Nick little- Fury. No, no, no. Oh, the oh, the agent. The, the agent. Oh, okay. That was introduced in uh, Iron Man, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I like him. He's I like great. him too. Yeah, he's he's re- this is really good for him. It's a really good role for. This oh, nice. Guy. I like this. So he was good. Yeah, and you know after the credits, um, okay. a lot of people left one thing during the really? credits. Really? Exactly. So is it a is it a okay spoiler alert for a second? I guess I'll just uh, say it's good. I'll tell it, you off air. Okay, what, what it is. So it's it's pretty. good. Well, there's only really one other hero they can tie it to. So 
Anyway. Anyway. So, um, but it's it worth good. it. It was. It was good. It All was. Right. It was. Does 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 Thor as a character work within, um, the real realistic versions of like Iron Man and yeah. and Hulk and stuff? Yeah. He. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He could. And I, I heard a rumor that they introduced Hawkeye like in the middle of the movie, like it's Jeremy Renner with a bow. Maybe I'm like when yeah, he's trying actually, to break you know out of the shield area I'm there. Not yeah, exactly. They they do. Okay. He's there with a bow. I'm not enough of a comic. They book don't talk dude. about him at all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not enough of a comic book guy to to say because it's funny because when they send that guy, you know, they go oh, go and and get him because he's you know Thor's going after the hammer. Right. It's um, as he's as he's breaking he run, out. He of, like, like grabs a, a shotgun and then you know, or grabs like like a sniper rifle. Then he right. hesitates and then he. Goes and grabs the bow. Oh, okay. So, but so they 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 look sounds like they're working him to be more of a marksman than just like so, an expert with the bow. Yeah. So I don't know too much about art. No, I don't, I don't. And again, I'm not enough of a comic book guy to know. Like, oh, that's some dude. Okay. You know. Generally, in these movies, when they highlight somebody you've never seen before and it's a famous guy, he's well. Somebody. You know what? It did cross my mind. It's just like, hey, wait, that guy looks like Jeremy Renner. What the fuck is he doing here? Yeah, that's his. You know, that's his such intro. A little yeah. small shitty part because it really wasn't that long. Yeah, you know, maybe five minutes. Hmm. So, and he doesn't say very much except no, like, imagine. "Can I kill this motherfucker now or what?" Yeah. Man. So. Um, but some of the fight shit was good. The stuff at the beginning on Asgard I thought was great. Hmm. Um, the fuck? Um, Hannibal Lecter was awesome. Oh, okay, because I thought he was going to be a little awkward. No, he was role. good. It was He was good. He was he was fucking terrifying. Really? You know, when he needs to oh. be, because he's a booming god-like dude. Oh, all right. You know, he's a booming, he's a fucking god. Yeah. And he's just like, wow, this motherfucker's mad. Huh. If that was my dad, I'd be like, oh, snap, I better shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, but he was good. Nice. He was good. And then, like, Rene Russo was in it. Really? Yeah. She what was played, she doing? What was she doing? She was. I swear to God, at one point, I saw her in the background just counting money. <laughs> yeah. Because she yeah. didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Huh. Because they could have taken anybody. Right. They could have just put a wig on Natalie Portman. Well, who was she? She was Thor's mom. Huh. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I like her. So. Yeah. Oh, I like her, too. Yeah. I like her, too. Thomas Crown Affair. Hmm. She looked good. But it was just one of those things, just like, so wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. They're going to pay you to dress pretty much the way I think you would dress anyway, <laughs> to sit next to Odin. They must be setting it up for later. There's, There's got to be more. Maybe. You don't, you don't, you generally don't bring in big name people for roles that are throwaways. Sarah, and she was, she was, there was not very much hmm. for her to do. Hmm. That's she, why I think that, that S.H.I.E.L.D. agent dude just fucking lucked out, you know? Yeah. Like, who is he? <laughs> Nobody knows. Like, he's on um, New Adventures of Old Christine, and he's yeah, some he lucked stuff. out. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I've seen him around, I and mean, he's like a character actor. He's been around, so good for him. Yeah, but I mean, he's got like a multi-movie. Contract oh yeah, he's now, good now. So yeah, yeah, he's because you know he'll show he's up. The in Verizon the- guy. You know, yeah. he's he's like that, like, okay, I fell into something pretty fucking cool. I'm yeah. not going to fuck this up. Yeah, and it's nice, though, that they're pulling him through from, from each one. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he'll show up in Avengers. He'll show up in Black yeah. Widow. There'll probably be a Black Panther movie because Black Panther's got to join the Avengers at some point, too. And Black Panther, you you did the, the fist sign, but he was around before the actual Black really? Panthers. Yeah, kind of interesting there, but not really. So um, Trailer for um, oh, yeah, I wanted to Captain ask you America. About 
Was it new? I don't know. I hadn't seen it. It was long. Okay. So, so long. Um, but it was good. Like, I'm psyched for this. Yeah. I'm not a big... That's Chris Evans, right? Yeah. I'm not usually a big He's fan He's a good of actor when he, when he does serious stuff. Yeah, but... Um, but I'm like, all right, this this looks good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm buying in. I wonder how it's going to be received, like, outside of America. You know what though? It doesn't have. It has like this dude is a badass. Yeah. Vibe. At least the trailer doesn't have a America fuck yeah vibe. That's true. It is World War Two, so he can be working with with a bunch of different countries. Exactly. So that's good. Since World War Two, you're going after Nazis. It's like yeah. the easiest fucking bad guy in the world. That is true. That is true. At least you know where to find them. Exactly. Hmm. Republican Party headquarters. <laughs> um, kidding. We're not at that point in the show yet. I know. I keep forgetting. <laughs> so um, yeah, Thor was uh, Thor was quite good. Interesting. So I might have um, I, we, uh, my wife and I might have a night where we can actually go out and do something. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. She, and this this was the weirdest thing to me. Uh, she said, "I said, well, we uh, we have a gift certificate for uh, Burton's Grill at North Shore. Oh yeah, yeah. that looks like a cool place, it's nice steakhouse. Yeah. yeah, so we have a gift card, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna go. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, well, we could go see a movie before that. And she's this swear to God, with everything that's coming out, Kung Fu Panda, Pirates, all the stuff from May. She said, Is Green Lantern gonna be out yet? Nice. I'm like, oh yeah, I see right. That looks good. I'm looking forward to that. I think she just wants to see Ryan Reynolds running around in his underwear. All right. But honestly, I will I will I will pay to see that because this is the first DC movie that's gotten like a credible amount of money. Yeah. Not incredible, but credible. And it's not Batman or Superman. Yeah. So this is their first branching out into other stuff. And if this fails, there's no Justice League movie. Right. <laughs> so, but, you know, they dumped nine million more dollars into it for special effects. And it doesn't look bad. It looks really good. I'm really, I'm really surprised. But we're probably going to end up seeing Bridesmaids because it won't be I out. I cannot so. fucking wait to see There's that. a lot of people that, in that. That, 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 that movie's really... put me into fourth place in our little movie game. Just yeah, that. that was a surprise. Huh? I didn't, no, I didn't I, expect that to do anything. It's the, it's the chick hangover. Yeah. It's supposed to be, I've heard really, really good things about it. It's supposed to be really funny. I can't fucking wait to see it. I'm curious to see how the actual hangover is going to do. Oh, the second one? It might do all right for like a week and then just totally. I don't know. Let's see. Or or it could be another, you know, $250 million. I don't know. It could be like trying to recapture that, which I'm sure we'll get to when we get to Community. That kind of yeah. recapture the same yeah. magic and just fail or succeed massively all yeah. over the place. I don't know. I don't know.
tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. DGTMC Live For you Fresh Yeah Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service Breaking films down and turning them around Giving recommendations that are always on point Visit GGTMC.com for more information The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema Bringing class to the trash since 1977. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. Oh, and by the way, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. The day after we recorded and, and we were talking about Charlie Sheen not coming back, they actually cast Ashton Kutcher. But you know what? Which though? is a surprise how, to me. Now, I heard they cast him, and I think that that's cool, depending yeah. on how, like, what's the story? Like, who is he? I, 
I think that he should be Charlie's um, funeral director. No, Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's son. Hmm. He would the the age is just close enough. I think where that, that yeah, could work. I mean, Kutcher, you could say that he's you know. I mean, what Charlie Sheen is like late forties in that show. Is he? Yeah. He's like late 40s. Well, how old is he in real life? Because he could always have been lying about his age. Yeah, but he's probably, I don't know if he's 50. I don't know either. Wait, I got. You I could got, say anything, though, couldn't you? I mean, there was some... once he's fired, you can. Oh, yeah. And he is technically fired, right? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. 1965, so he is 46. Okay. Pretty good, huh? So Kutcher would then be... How old is Kutcher? Uh, I can't, he's only 30-something, right? I, yeah, I was going to say he can't be He can't be mid-30s. Yeah, he was born in 78. 78. Holy, Holy shit. shit. He's 33. So what was the other age? 46. Uh, but you, you know what, though? One thing, Charlie Sheen looks old. Yes, yeah. if you, know, you if you so drop Kutcher kind of down to uh, just Kutcher under thirty, like, it's possible. Yeah, he puts him at like you know, you could say that he's twenty eight. You know what? 28. Charlie Sheen's character could have knocked a girl up at thirteen. Yeah, most definitely. In fact, that'd be pretty fucking funny. That would be, you know, but um, that would be the uh, like the mash. Yeah, death. <laughs> it's like all right, let's fuck him some more. <laughs> so who like, and then you know, you could just say, okay, he's like in rehab or something. No, like dead. That. I think dead is good. Yeah, but how do you make dead funny? Well, it's Charlie Sheen, so. Yeah, it would be funny. Could say that he, he was, was killed sailing by and his boat was torpedoed. Or and that's could, the truth. Or you could say that he <laughs> got some venereal disease from a porn star. Or yeah. he overdosed on cocaine. Or he. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I had it. And it was funny. Motherfucker. Fucking Alzheimer's. <laughs> There's so much. Or you could say that he was he was <laughs> he was killed by an ego maniacal Hollywood <laughs> wannabe star. Yeah, I can see it though. He was as, killed by actor Charlie Sheen. I can see it as the ultimate snub of they don't even mention it. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like like what's his face there? Ducky walks out and he's just like. Oh, I thought you were somebody else. Yeah. And then he did, that's it. That's, you know, the cold open. Or, <laughs> you know what would be really interesting? If they flipped it. Huh. Like, you could do like a new heart dream kind of thing, and they flip it, and yeah. Ashton Kutcher is the freeloading younger brother, and then John Cryer is the successful one in in whose house they're living. Yeah, just totally change the whole show. Just totally flip it and yeah. say... Because even... I watched... It, I, I had said I watched a couple episodes of it, right? That's what led into it. Yeah. I don't... I don't... There was nothing likable about his character. Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Yeah, because he was just a womanizer. Yeah, anyway, let's get off that bullshit. Uh, but I think Kutcher's a, a pretty good choice. I think that's fine. Yeah, well, it's yeah. fine. It'll go another season. That'll be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think it'll go much longer than that. If it goes two, I'll be surprised. Three, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Three, it would have to be really good. It would have to be, yeah. 
Yeah. Really good. You know what? I will watch it when it comes back. Just oh, to of see course. I'll watch it, too. Because there's not really much I need to get caught up on right. with that show. I watched the season finale of Big Bang. Okay. Don't just, tell me. Just, I, that I, was tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, wait. Can we talk about the episode last week? Oh, yeah. Well, I will say this is the best cliffhanger ending episode I've seen so far. Now, can I ask you this question? Yeah. The end of the episode last week. Yeah. And maybe it's just me hoping for something that's not really there. Mm. At the very end, when Bernadette is leaving to like, like leaving the room to go to the bathroom, and she's pissed off at Howard because uh-huh. he made her feel like it was her fault that the mother had some sort of heart, oh yeah, heart yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, and she's she's angry, she's a little heated, right? And she leaves. She's like leaving the room, and he's just like, "Oh, where are you going?" And she turns around yeah. and she yells at him. Yeah, and it's very similar, if not the exact voice of the mother. Does she voice the mother? I don't think she does, but I think she did an incredible impression because because I thought it was a guy that does the voice. And I don't. That's know. why they haven't revealed the the actual mother. I don't know, but if that was her as the mother the whole fucking time, that would be funny. That actress. That would be fucking awesome. I'm just like, no yeah. way. And actually, the episode, was it the episode before that that had Sheldon in a coffee shop for a period of time? Oh, was that with Raj and the pills? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know how Sheldon goes up to the counter and asks for a scone? Yeah. And he's offered a muffin? Right. Okay. I know the girl who is offering the muffin. Oh, really? Her name is Whitney. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was a friend of mine who, like, a couple of years ago, it's like Spike Video Game Awards. Oh, it's the same she girl? With Jack Black. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she did a promo for Community when Community was first coming out. So, huh. yay, Whitney. Nice. Yeah. Well, she needs to stop with the small shit. Well, she's. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? So, um, but no, it was good for her. And then but no, having screen time and lines on, yeah, exactly. on Big Bang, that's pretty good. That's really good. So, and then she um, she plays a lawyer. She she played a lawyer on another show. Oh, so, nice. Whitney's doing good things. Good for her. Nice. So, um, there was another thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, so let's just go through the shows. Um, oh, yeah. From last week 30 Rock? No. No, or or was it? No, we talked about Respawn. That was the season finale. Yes, that's right. That was the season finale. So there was no third. Oh no, Rock. there was Parks and Recreation. Double where... Park, or no? Something was... was. Oh, there was a repeat of The Office, and then an Office. Yeah, The Office was. Um, what was The Office? It was Dwight in charge. Oh yeah, Dwight in charge for a while. Yeah, that was okay. It was what you would expect. They had to push it. Just yeah, to get him out of just the Just to get it look like, yeah, yeah he's not going to have this. It was really interesting to see him begging Joe for the job. Yeah. And she's just like, no, you fired a fucking gun. Yeah. Plus, it was a girl's gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I liked the slow progression to get him to actually wear the six-shooter yeah. in the office. Yeah. That was that was good. It wasn't just like he just strapped it on. It's like yeah. he had it in a case to impress yep. Joe. His uncle sent him a holster. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. Um, I really liked Gabe kind of crying. Oh my God. Gabe is a fucking liability oh, to yeah. the office now. Oh, love I him. caught I caught two minutes and he's unstable. Yeah. Like totally unhinged. Um and then the new girl that they brought in to be um, yeah, Dan, she is. For one thing, she's adorable. There's something. There's something different there's about just her. Something different about her. Yeah, I looked her up. She's been a model in some 
done some other little. I think small I things, think maybe because she has a, a stronger jawline, yeah. than than anybody else on the show. She's her face is a little squarish, yeah. but not kind of like in a in a in a like Angie a, like Harmon kind of way. I was thinking like like Russian supermodel kind of way. Yeah, she's totally hot. Yeah, um, and her timing isn't too bad yeah, either. She so. did a good job. Yeah. I liked her. So, um, I, I feel bad. I don't know her name. But. Her name. I actually looked it up. It's like Cody something or other. Her okay. father is some sort of big Hollywood executive or something like that in the oh. entertainment industry. So, um, like Cody Hunt or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. Sounds dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, community. I got to tell you the sort of the Star Wars half. Yeah. Was underwhelming. It was weak. It was weak. They could have done so much more. I expected more from that show, especially with a Star Wars motif. Yeah. And it, I wasn't joking when I said the just, whole thing felt forced. Yeah. Yep. But I'm bummed. But um, <laughs> like the Han Solo thing. Abed was, was, was great. It was a good, good Han. Han Solo, and he played that well. But the, the lines, thing. The lines were, were just crowbarred and right in there. there enough of the imagery of it. No. I liked the white. You know, the white stormtrooper looking guys. That yeah, was cool. The Tyvek suits with the yeah, black pads. That, that was, worked. That looked good. That was cool. I'm like, all right, this yeah. will be pretty interesting. And I, in my head, I was right that it had something to do with the other community college yes. that we met that dude. But I didn't say anything. So. But I, I so. like that because that I see as a play on, on the Darth Vader thing where it's a dude in a black suit, but it's a crusty old white guy. Yeah. It was a white suit. With a with a with a black guy, with a black in guy, it. yeah, so, no, that was okay. fun. That was great. That and worked. and he did a high pitched voice, but when they took the helmet off, he had his regular deep voice, right? So, so it was it's reaching. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely reaching. That was yeah. like for the for the deep fans who were gonna. Reach. I just put that together okay. right now talking about but it. But so. it was there wasn't there wasn't enough. Quite frankly, the only no. thing that I thought was really you know who was great in that was Troy. Yeah. Because he was just sort of Troy's one of those guys that you sort of sometimes forget is sort of ditzy until yeah. until like, you know, magnitude is laying on the ground and goes <laughs> pop and Troy's just like, Pop what? What is he trying to say? <laughs> like dumb as shit. Yeah. I almost I really cause I I watch the shows yeah. in front of the computer and I'm eating. And right. I I right. almost I had to turn around and I almost <laughs> spit out food. <laughs> I was it was, watching, it was um, just so like pop what what is he trying to say i was watching the one with uh with uh pierce becoming the the level six laser lotus uh from like i, I don't know if it was first or second season and um it's where they're talking about how they got him to dress like cookie crisp the cookie crisp wizard He's like, and I don't even know what that is i'm just trying to be cool when i was a kid it was a burglar <laughs> weird yeah, he so. he can be funny. Yeah, oh, like it was, like when they all they all have like the the little notches that they're that they're carving in the table, and it's like Jeff Zingers and stuff. And yeah. Troy has one that says notches. Yeah, and he's just he just puts <laughs> yeah. another notch there. Um, he's really good at that. Yeah, he's, it's he's got that. a really interesting way of speaking that really yeah. makes his lines a lot funnier than other people could yeah. make them. And hands down, Annie, I don't care. Who says what? Annie is a thousand times sexier than Britta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she just is. I think I think they're um I don't know, is feminizing the right word? Like there's 
they're making her a little bit more because you know what it is. She's sort of been the like sort of like the innocent goody two shoes girl. Oh, not Annie. But, I, I, mean, I was I was going going with Britta, like 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 female empowerment. So oh, yeah, like her the, makeup is more subdued and she's a Nazi kind of thing. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go that harsh though, because she she's nice to to everybody regardless, but she will go off on her liberal vegetarian yeah. whatever rants. But I think that they kind of dress her down a little bit. They don't do her hair like yeah. she's not as made up as well, Annie. She wouldn't be. No, she wouldn't, and that's really interesting that they're sticking with it yeah it's um it's it's something that you could very easily overlook and and just put her in the makeup chair and go ahead with it um but, speaking of star wars my son and i got into a horrible fight okay the other day like i'm the worst dad in the world um let's see what else <laughs> dad you suck all right uh he was pissed he got himself Why? in a lot of trouble well my son is a huge Clone Wars fan. Okay. A huge Clone Wars fan. Yeah. So we had what I thought was a lively debate uh-huh. over which would, yeah, and again, this is what geeks do. Uh-huh. Who would win in a fight? Okay. Okay. And it was the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. against, I think it was the second season of Clone Wars where there was that stealth battleship that was like kicking everybody's ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Who's piloting them? You know what? Well, Han Solo is piloting the Millennium Falcon. Right. Okay. Are we just yeah, going with the crew that were in that. each one? And yeah, whoever, because you didn't really yeah. get much. You got whoever was in whoever was in that at right. that time. Right. Okay. Hmm. And I said the Millennium Falcon would win because it's more maneuverable. You've got Han Solo, who's a crafty son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, he's just, but dad, you know... It had doesn't you know the Millennium Falcon doesn't have missiles, but so he's going on this whole. Well, thing, the Falcon so. does actually have well, missiles, that's a, but, but that's the thing. I actually went and because we have, yeah. I bought him this book that is like a cross section. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you know the book I'm talking yep. about. The missiles and, sit in between the forks. Right. Yeah. So I um, we went through that. Yeah. And I said hazmat, and then we talked about like the shields. Uh-huh. So then we get to the layer that talks about the shields, and I'm like right. strong enough to deflect missiles because that was his whole thing mm. that the stealth ship would would just keep firing missiles at the Millennium Falcon. Mm. And so, and then I asked, I tried because yeah. I saw that he was it, starting to get upset. It'll deflect missiles, but eventually, eventually, they'll get worn down yeah, enough. but. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's the laser fire works on that too. But Han has enough, you know, time to fix the hyperdrive and get out of there. But what was really, and I could see that he started to get really mad. Yeah. So because I thought we would just have, you know, a a pleasant little thing until he started getting really, really, really upset. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, you know what? I asked him because what I was going to say is if the stealth ship could fire on. The Millennium Falcon, while still in stealth mode, then mm. it might have a better chance because then the Millennium Falcon would have a more difficult time trying to figure out where the shots are coming. Something. I'm trying yeah. to give okay. Colin out, but I had a really, really, really strong feeling that it couldn't fire while it was under stealth mode. So I asked him, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it can. This is this is so funny. That's your no, no, no. That, yeah. This is so funny, right? Well, it's he got like I said, he got really, really pissed at me, right? Because we're sitting there, and this is like gone from the night before. Then he wakes up, and we're still going with it. 
we're down at breakfast now. And the girls are looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you people? So, I'm, so I try to give him his out. So Right. And I go, well, would the stealth fighter have to turn off stealth and become visible when it when it fired its its missiles? Mm. And he just looked at me like daggers coming out of his eyes. It's just like, why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> he storms back up to his room. It took me another 10 minutes to get him to come downstairs. He was late for school. Oh, he was so fucking mad at me. But we decided, oh, he comes home from school. On the way to school, we decided, look. I will talk to Chris, okay, <laughs> and I will get his, and I will abide by whatever Chris says. Okay. okay? All right? And he says, fine, and I'll talk to Chris. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, 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 but I'll talk to you. He goes, no, 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 my friend Chris. Oh. And I, and oh. I, go, I said, okay, all right, fine. So I pick him up from school, because this happened the other day, right? Pick yeah. Pick him up from school, and uh, he's like, did you talk to Chris yet? I'm like, I'm not going to see him until Thursday, man. I go, you want to call into the show? No, I don't want to call your stupid show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm like I'm telling Chris. I might change that. my mind now. Exactly. <laughs> so I, so I get, we get home and, um, well, cause it was funny cause we're talking about it and, and you know, we get Lily and we're talking about it and Lily's like, um, hello. I had a great day at school. Oh. So I'm like, Oh, I'm really sorry, Lily. So anyway, um, so we get home, yeah. and he has a snack because this kid needs to eat. If he doesn't eat, he is a bitch. <laughs> All right. So I get him home. He has a snack. I'm just like, I just casually, I'm like, uh, "Did you talk to Chris?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "What did he say?" He just looks at me. He goes, "He storms upstairs." He just had this look on his face. He storms upstairs. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" So no matter what you say. Mm. I'm going to say that the stealth would win and that I would accept I honestly that. think it would. Yeah. If Anakin is piloting it with trained military clones. Oh, yeah, it would win. But is it maneuverable enough to outmaneuver the Millennium Falcon to get it, a shot off it, like that? It took out. Look, look at the ship it took out in the episode. It took out a flagship of the Separatist Army piloted by or, or commanded by one of the best that they had. Yeah, but those ships aren't very maneuverable either. No, but all you got to do is shoot it enough. But that's the thing. It's like you can. How maneuverable is this versus how maneuverable the Millennium well, once Falcon? Well, once is. it goes to stealth, it can't be tracked. That's fine, but it still needs to get around, and you know, true. But if the Falcon doesn't know what it's evading, what it's evading, but it's kind of the missile. Then, the missiles don't stay stealth. The missiles come out. And, no, you just you just fire them closer. Lasers too. It's got blasters. I think it's still debatable. It's debatable, but with Anakin piloting it, I think it's it's hands down goes to the to the stealth well, fighter. Like, if like, you were to put the same crew in each ship, though, that would be a different story. Well, then we got to talking when he calmed down a little. We got to talking about like pilots. Yeah, I was just like, who do you? Okay, because he is a huge Anakin fan. It's yeah. fascinating this generation. Well, they love yeah. Anakin because right now he's heroic, and I know that he's a douche. Well, so he's starting to be a douche too. Well, yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's like I was just like, all right, cool. Who, who who's a better pilot, Anakin or Han Solo? He goes, Anakin. Well, it depends what you're flying. Well, the thing is, though, I he he said, it's... but there's never any way to tell because they would never fight each other. I said. Han Solo knocked knocked Anakin off the Death Star, and I wanted to go, 
bitch. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a good thing to say to your but eight-year-old see, son. Technically, Han startled a storm, a Tie fighter pilot that knocked into Vader's fighter. So Vader was doing all right. I still count but, it as a win for. But he was He, you're comparing Anakin with three natural limbs to to Vader with no natural limbs. So the response time, I think, is a little off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Yoda. The the, the dark side clouds everything. Yeah. I don't have any limbs. Exactly. I'm yeah. a machine. Oi. <laughs> so to get on his good side, I, um, I, sh- I, I saw... <laughs> this is, like I said, this has been going on for days that he's been so pissed at me about this stuff. Um, I said, hey, Cole, did I ever, did I ever show you that thing from Robot Chicken? Because I'll show him a few uh, Robot Chicken things. The whole, you know, Vader... Calls right. The yeah. There's a thing. there's some good ones that you can. There's some. Yeah. Some of them we've seen, but from. Vader when Vader calls the Emperor. Yeah. So, I yeah. Uh, I did I, I showed him that one, and then when I woke him this morning, I went up. I was just like, so Cole, and we were talking about the Emperor, mm. and uh, no, folks, we we talk about other stuff other than Star Wars. I doubt so, that. But um, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Cole, you know, you, you know, it's kind of funny. I go, wouldn't it be funny if like like the Emperor tried to order a cheeseburger like at a drive-through? <laughs> you know, with the same voice he had when, like, he was in, you know, Jedi. I would like to eat three I'd like cheeseburger. You want three burgers? And Cole's, like, killing himself laughing. He goes, that'd be so funny. So then he starts doing it. It was wicked funny. So nice. he nice. he's not going to kill me in my sleep anymore. I uh, think. He um, so, Chris, he got so fucking Oh, bad. I can imagine. I'm like, dude. All right. There's. You got into a Kirk Picard <laughs> argument, nerd. <laughs> but you know what i said cole th- it's all it's all opinion yeah he's just like you're wrong he doesn't get it yet <laughs> yeah. no he knows the difference he knows yeah. the difference between opinion and fact uh, but it's his opinion that it's a fact that i'm wrong <laughs> right right um i think what i'm gonna do is go back and put a break in at some point because we're we're running short on time actually right. this week so i'm gonna do the second break now and uh, we'll come back. I love this. Night of the Living podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. 
Okay, palaver. Whatever. I palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at notlp.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. Love that song. So let's just jump right into this shit here. Yeah. Uh, did you know what you get when you Google the word, the name Santorum? Um, masturbatorum? No. No, Santorum. He was. He. Uh, he's really um, not a friend of the the homosexual. You know, not a friend of the gays. So they decided to. Um, he, he said some stuff, which I don't have in front of me here right now, but they decided to um, name something after him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is this sort of like a like a Minnesota windmill? or uh, Yeah. Well, mm, the first, you type in the word Santorum, S-A-N-T-O-R-U-M, and the yeah. first result you get on Google is Santorum, number one, 
the frothy mix of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. Number two, Senator Rick Santorum. That is absolutely <laughs> fucking odd. Do you know how much they paid to have that at no, the top no, of Google? No, they didn't pay for it. It's just they spread it that far. That like that's how popular it is. Because here's Santorum, um, and then it's Wikipedia is the next one. And then his actual Wikipedia entry, entry is the third one. Wow. So that sucks. That's absolutely hilarious. Hey, don't fuck with people, right? Oh, um, real quick. Um, did you watch any Glee? I just want to. I just. Oh, wait. I, I, I have. Did. I watched. Issue. Um, there was the prom one. I last didn't. Week. I didn't watch the prom one. Okay. Do you watch no. the one this week with no, the auditions? No. You know what it is? I'm have my. There's a the, a network issue with my internet. It's, oh, okay. It's slow. Well, I was trying to watch the road trip Parks and Recreation. For, oh. The other day, and okay. uh, it kept buffering. It was pissing me off. Uh, I got to get back on the phone with Verizon. I'm really pissed off because I have a lot of shit to do. Well, you know how like, a lot of shows to watch, right? <laughs> well, no, because I, I have stuff to do. I'm, no, I got you. A lot of porn. So Exactly. That's work sometimes. Uh, it can <laughs> I be. I get dehydrated. Um, you know, Glee's all about breaking boundaries and, yeah, and yeah. doing no, all that no, stuff. Let they, me explain to me then why Santana sings the songs by the junkies and the whores, i.e. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Um, Rachel sings generally stuff from Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Mercedes sings soul and R&B. Yeah. And Kurt sings show tunes. Because we're stereotyping. That is, it's, it's a terrible stereotype. Yes. I just wanted to say, I, I, that was the, the when they did the audition, they sang songs from their wheelhouse. Yeah. But then you think about it, and it's like, how many Streisand songs has Rachel sang? Like, almost all of them. Yeah. How many show tunes has Kurt sang? Every time Mercedes sings, it's something from Motown. Yeah. It's like, y- you want Kurt to be the spokesman and show that, you know, yes, it can be tough, but, but you it'll know get it better. And that's But it's great. also like, you know, break but there's also out of like, it. But they're also, you need, here, it's Glee Club. So you have got, Santana got, sing. You've got the sassy black girl. You've got the yeah. you've got the, the, the Broadway-bound Jewess. You've yeah. got the gay kid. You've got the athlete. You've got the ditzy blonde. You've got the, yeah. the, scrappy, the scrappy Hispanic um, lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Which is, she's so cute. So anyway, all right, I just wanted to get that out. That was bugging me. I don't want to fixate on the show because I'm really there's like one episode left or two and I'm getting tired of it. I just want to see if they win nationals. So they can't win nationals. <laughs> you can't have two two season enders like Rocky. You, you got to have a Rocky two in there. Well, what happened at the end of last season? They lost. That was it, right? They lost um, oh, yeah. sectionals or whatever. So how did right. they come back? Huh. Oh no, because they zoomed past sectionals. Is yeah, they, they, they tied with yeah, whatever. With the um, anyway, warblers or the so, so the fuck there. We got uh, Rick Santorum. He said something really fucking stupid again. Former Senator Rick Santorum said Tuesday that Senator John McCain, who spent five and a half years enduring brutal treatment at the hands of his North Vietnamese captors, doesn't know how effective waterboarding and other harsh interrogation techniques can be. Basically, he said, John McCain doesn't know torture. (laughs) 
That's like saying, I don't know Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't know The New Yorker. Or porn. <laughs> or New Yorker porn, which is ah, something new. I'm exactly. It's angry. Start marketing. The Republican That's presidential smart. contender. <laughs> exactly. Ah, the New Yorker. With glasses. It's, it's pretty underground. You probably haven't heard of it yet. Uh, <laughs> artsy porn. <laughs> Because as long as it's not fartsy porn, I'm all for it. It's the new porker. <laughs> the oh, the Republican presidential contender insisted the tactics led the United States to al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, even though everybody says it didn't. McCain, the top Republican on the Senate Armed Services Committee, said in a speech last week that waterboarding al-Qaeda's number three leader, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, did not provide information that led to bin Laden's compound in Pakistan. McCain said he asked CIA Director Leon Panetta for the facts, because obviously he would know them. Right? I'm not being sarcastic. Right. And that the hunt for Bin Laden did not begin with fresh information from Muhammad. In fact, the name of Bin Laden's courier, Abu Ahmed Al-Kawadi, came from a detainee held in another country. Santorum has yet, as of today, which is um, Thursday. Thursday, the 19th, two days before the rapture, uh, 1047 at night, rapture. as far as Does I Debbie know. Does Debbie Harry know about the rapture? I don't know. Um, he has not taken that statement back. Oh well, I, I don't, I don't that understand frothy that. Bitch, oh, I don't get it. He's done. He's all done as a as a contender for for the presidency. Oh yeah, he's all done. Yeah. So um, speaking of presidency, fucking Trump. Yeah. Done. Oh yeah, right. the end of the show, the end of the the after the music thing is all about Huckabee saying he's not going to run, followed by Trump's special announcement, followed by Trump's announcement, followed by people that speculate it was just for ratings, which is what we were all guessing all along. But the show gets his show gets ratings anyway. Yeah. Hey, speaking of ratings, I heard that um, you know how how radio used to used to determine their ratings. They would oh. ask people what they listen to. Oh yeah, yeah. Now there's uh, devices that that can be set up that will monitor the frequencies radios are tuned to. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Exactly, is it hitting you with the? And um, do you think anybody really knows what that song's about? Where that uh, line came I don't from? Really care. Um, and it can accurately determine who's listening to what, when. Okay. Not not like oh you citizen X listen to it's just the radio's tuned to that, and a lot of the right wing radio stations have lost really millions of listeners because people would say oh I probably listen to Rush Limbaugh and they'd write Rush Limbaugh down or Glenn Beck or whatever. <laughs> people are losing like huge markets like New York. That's awesome. So there's a theory that right-wing radio is on its way out and michael savage was that the douchebag that we talked about a Probably. while back he's one of the casualties because they got his ratings they yeah. pay him a million dollars a year he was the highest paid one at the station he fucks up it's not worth the money anymore yeah. so because he's not pulling in the ratings um fuck what was i just <laughs> gonna say i don't know let me read this while you think oh, about fuck. it i had it <laughs> It was something about... I said Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck, and we were talking about Donald Trump. Um, this says a pastor... Nate, oh, Al Franken. Oh, what? Um, he's been on Apple and Google's backs about oh, yeah. privacy concerns. What, what do you think about all that? Have you? Did you? I think if you go onto a public 
a, com- a public computerized system where you share information, you can't be surprised that your shit's out there. I think, of course, it's out there. The reason why our phones are so smart is because they have to know shit. Yeah, hey, Apple tracks where you are. Who cares as long as you're not breaking the law? But you know what it is? It's not even that they're tracking where I am. What they're doing is is yeah. they're keeping track of what cell towers my phone is yeah. able to get. And that yeah. could be 100 feet away. That could be 30 miles away. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, but um, I, I knew. But it, but it doesn't come back to, it doesn't say, oh, well, Frank is here. Right. I knew and I can't remember the first thing I ever entered my my credit card into a computer for. It might have been Amazon. It might have yeah. been PayPal. It might have been Netflix. I'm not really sure. I knew as soon as I put that in there that there was a risk that something could happen. But I'm willing to take that risk. But of course, I mean, the thing is, it's like they know where you are. They know what you, they know. Nothing is private. They know when you speed through commercials. They know. Yeah, they when, really do. They really do. So... They know how much up. how much porn I watch. Exactly. Just enough. That's how yeah. much. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, I I don't the the intention is definitely good, but I think that it's like it's a bit it's a bit alarmist. With all the shit that people share on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. I could find out who's like eating what right now if I and really whom? wanted to. Good point. So this is uh, Pastor Nathan Scott Kessler is a music director at a Livingston, Texas. It says at a Livingston, Texas. That doesn't make sense for the sentence. And a former manager of the Dollar King. Uh, police arrested Pastor Kessler for improper photography. He allegedly positioned a cell phone camera in the woman's restroom to capture photos of women using the toilet. That's this man cool. has never heard of the internet. Yeah, seriously. You rule, could actually type in women going to the bathroom.com. Yeah, I'll do that later. Oh, no, that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. No, I have a bookmark. No, <laughs> okay. On October 9th, a female employee of the store bought uh, brought a complaint of the activity to Lufkin police saying she discovered the cell phone in the restroom and brought the phone to police. The woman said she had used the restroom and noticed the phone on a shelf positioned in such a way that it would record her with the built-in camera. The woman said she left the restroom and was, was approached by another female employee who said she saw the phone in the restroom. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's H- hilarious. I wanted to talk about, because I was really hoping that the case wouldn't have like been solved up to this point, about that little boy from Maine. Oh, yeah. All right, two things that I'd want to talk all, about. All I know is that he's missing or he's dead. or I, You know, all I know is this is a story about a little boy from Maine. I don't know what's Have going you on. seen the picture? Kind of, They yeah. said it was a computer-generated picture. Okay. What they really mean is a Photoshopped picture because if you look, the coat's pulled one way, the shirt's pulled another way. What they're showing you, and I'm going to get really morbid and like down uh-huh. for a second. What they're showing you is a photoshopped healthy skinned corpse ah it's his it's his dead body isn't it that that they took a picture I don't know. of i've seen the picture have you seen the picture Where's oh the yeah Bring the, up the, picture. the picture's all over the news i've seen it i haven't spent that much time um, looking at it i'll just type that in yeah there's the picture right there um 
see how his clothes are kind of weird? Like he's not really wearing them, like he's laying down. Yeah, it definitely looks like he's laying down. Yeah, and they Can just you make that picture bigger. And they just shopped out the background. Mm. Let me see. Oh, I thought I could. Oh no, do command and then plus. See the eye color. Apparently, the eye color is not his true eye color, but that looks like they they pulled him and um, they they shopped his skin tone to make Weird. it more appealing. It's it's kind of disturbing, isn't it? That's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, was, but his eyes are open. Yeah, I don't think his eyes were actually there oh, when they, they found they him. him. Oh fuck that! Yeah, he was dumped in the woods. What do you what do you think? Yeah, that's true. Now here's the other thing. I heard it was his mother. She smothered him. She killed him. She wants to kill herself. Is that the woman who was in just, I saw on TV, mother arrested, that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, she's from Texas. Um, she the, drove all the way up here. These just drive me insane because they're... Yeah. Um, that that part, it, it's incredible. And she just put him on the side of the road. How'd she's she fucking mental. Would you what, what? Why did she kill him? I don't what know. Do think? I don't know. But he could read before he got into kindergarten. He's he's in advanced classes. He it doesn't He's sound smart li- ass. Yeah, but here's the thing. It sounded like he would he would have done really well for himself. Like he was a smart little kid. Yeah. You listen to the people talk, like family yeah. that they finally get in touch with, and like, oh, he's in a better place now. He's with the angels. No, you know where a fucking good place is for him? School. Cool. That's yeah. a good place. Or just, you know. You know what? Alive. With somebody that won't fucking kill him. Yeah. There is no better place than with your family. And not yeah. your crazy mother that wants to kill you. But when people say he's in a better place. No, no, he's not. It's fucking bullshit. No, he's dead. Um, So the mother wants to kill herself? Yeah. I say fucking let her. I was just Give her say. a rusty butter knife and let her get have at it. Yeah. Like, fucking why not let her kill herself? I don't know. I think because people want people, the 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 police would need to know why to close the case. Why did it happen? I don't know. Fucking crazy. I don't know. Let's uh, let's do this over here. We have to be careful about trying to enshrine our beliefs, however religiously valid we may believe them to be. I, I'm sorry. You have to pause this for a second. And what I'm hearing today, and what I yeah. the title of that video sounds like a um. Like a, a, a headline on the onion, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's a. It also sounds like a like a Fiona Apple song too. <laughs> How many gays must God create before we accept that He wants them around? And this is Representative Steve Simon. Um, it says DFL say? Hopkins St. Louis Park says a proposed Minnesota constitutional amendment is largely about religion. He says if sexual orientation is innate. As science is showing us, uh, and not a lifestyle choice, then God created gay people. He asks, how many gay people must God create before we accept that he wants them around? So, let's go back to that. We have to be careful about trying to enshrine our beliefs, however religiously valid we may believe them to be, in the Minnesota Constitution. And what I'm hearing today, and what I heard on Friday, was largely a religious justification for a change in the Minnesota Constitution. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair. I think it departs from our tradition. The other thing, which I know makes some people squirm, but I think we have to discuss it, both uh, during an election campaign, but here at the legislature too, is how much of homosexuality is nature versus nurture? Is this something that you learn or acquire, or is this something that you're born with? 
Is this just another lifestyle choice, like skateboarding or gardening? <laughs> or is this something that's innate with a human being? And I, I want to take a page from what I heard last Friday in the Senate testimony. There was a member of the clergy, I, uh, forgive me, I can't remember his name, and he said, you know what? Sexuality and sexual orientation are a gift from God. And I think that's true. And I think the scientific evidence shows more and more every day that sexuality and sexual orientation are innate and something that people are born with. And I would ask everyone on this committee, not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not even this year, but at a moment uh, when you can be alone with your own thoughts, to ask yourself if that's true, if it's even possibly true, what does that mean to the moral force of your argument? Just ask yourself, not now in the glare of the Capitol and caucuses and interest groups, but ask yourself if it's true that sexual orientation is innate, God-given, then what does it mean to the moral force of your argument? And I guess the, to put it in the vernacular, what I would ask is, how many more gay people does God have to create before we ask ourselves whether or not God actually wants them around? That's good. That's good. We're going to end it there. It goes on for a little bit more. But um, he's thought that out. That's yeah. a good argument. Good yeah. for him. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. Good for him. Let's um, Let's go with this. Okay. Pale Kid Raps Fast. Okay. <laughs> this was sent by Randy as well. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, hi. I'm that guy. Built so fly, get a silk bow tie. Don't know why I'm built so fly, but I am no lie. Oh, my. Roll by, get a low ride huffy. Sitting on the pegs, shoulders puffy. Cuff rolled up to my calf. Clash with the ass. Bat with a swag like Buffy. Gotta be the one to bite the bullet, I'm a sinner, but I bet I could've been a better man. I wanna be Zan, but I guess I'm about some medicine instead of meditating, but I get it when I can. I don't wanna wind up with a gutter with a bottle of malt, like I bet it cause I never got a call, telling me that it's all figured out. I'm sick of doubt, but I'm looking at the wall. Part of me was hoping to be caught up in the moment, to be open to the good of the god of me, but I got a lot of me, get it, get that I ought to become a bit of an oddity, what's a buddy, get to find out the thought of me. Who's he, you gotta be kidding me. Do me like cabaret city be. If you see me with a chickadee, no diggity, it'd be giggity, giggity, giggity. Gonna send it like a letter from above with a woman that I love, cause I get it like I live, but if my baby's gay, I'll say, you go gay baby, work that crib, work that bib, burp that kid. Screw police, hold that car. I don't want a Jesus piece, but I want a Reese's piece and a Kit Kat bar. I want everybody focusing and I gotta meet a letter and a kick it for the betterment of innocent Americans who never want to settle for the pop. Four knocks, the bedroom rocks, and the beat still knocks when I sort my socks. I'm five little lover to suck from the tip of my head to my gorgeous knees. That was good. That was fast. That was fucking awesome. That was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. That was that was really, really good. I'm impressed, yeah. That was funny. That was nice. Wait, what was that Bill Maher thing? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Oh, this is like six and a half minutes long, but let's uh let's hear a little let's bit. Let's do a little bit. Oh, uh, home box office uh, claimed copyright infringement. Bastages. Basically he told um he told Republican crackers to get off Obama's ass. <laughs> Sounds fair. Well, you know what? Like, I saw that Obama is um, starting to open up to the idea of drilling in both Alaska and the Gulf. Yeah. Yeah. Obama's going to get reelected. Oh, of course he will. Well, and he's just sort of, you who, know, shoring who's up. Gonna, like, oh, hold on. Everybody high five. Because what? I muted this channel here. Uh, okay, so. because he um, he's showing people that he's doing something about energy policy, things yep. that 
folks wouldn't think a, a Democratic president would do. Personal story segment tonight. Right, if you watched the factor last week, you know, Ooh, we thought no. inviting a rapper named Common to a poetry reading at the White House was a big mistake by the administration. That's because Common has openly sympathized with two convicted cop killers, including the notorious Joanne Chesimard, a member of the Black Liberation Army, who was convicted of killing a New Jersey state trooper, escaped from prison, and is now living in Cuba. Common actually visited her in Cuba. But our pal John Stewart disagrees with the criticism of Common. So I challenged him last week to a debate, and he answered the... But wait, people visit serial killers in jail. Does that mean that they sympathize I with them? Yes, I don't know. He's... I don't know. Yeah, all right, let's get back to this. Call. All right, Stuart, I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked that shocked? you you don't understand why people like me and millions of other Americans right. are ups- upset, annoyed, and uh, looking for answers that a guy like right. Common... Mm-hmm. would be entertained at the White House. Look at the picture. It's hard not to blame us, but time forgives. And the shy where the young die often. Common traveled to Cuba, mm-hmm. all right, to meet with Joanne Chesimard, mm-hmm. who was convicted mm-hmm. of killing a New Jersey state trooper. Common said, quote, damn, this was somebody who fought for my freedom. Mm-hmm. This is a cop killer. This right. is a woman who gunned down along with two other accomplices, a woman Mm -hmm. who is a member of the Black Liberation Army, who they found 16 live rounds in her purse. Mm -hmm. And this guy Mm -hmm. thinks she's great. Thinks she's innocent. No. She's great. Well, well, but also this was somebody who fought me, for my freedom. It yeah. made me want to do better in life. I can't I can't speak for him because I'm not him. Yes. I don't think. Not yet. I'm you know, I'm, I'm uh, I can rap. I rapped on the show. and I think it was pretty impressive. Because I jokes to the folks while you choke on that smoke. You are saying <laughs> that he is celebrating a cop killer or promoting cop killing. No, I'm not saying he's saying? promoting cop killing. Well, people on your network are. Let's just speak to me. All right, all right. I'm talking to you. Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating okay. a cop killer, yes. Okay, here's the only distinction I would make there, and I can't speak for him. What I think he's doing is not celebrating but honoring someone he thinks was wrongly convicted of cop killing. I think he believes she was convicted unjustly. Okay. So, now, again. So that's fine. And if Common wasn't even born when this crime took place, right. thinks that based on nothing because the evidence is overwhelming. Okay. All right. He's entitled as American to do that. The president of the United States, though, mm-hmm. takes him into all the right. house. All right. All right. Thereby, thereby validating him. Come on, that was a bad decision. You're, you know you're saying, it was a bad decision. You're saying that by having him at the White House, that in essence was tacit approval of everything he's ever done. No. To some extent. It validates him, all right? And as an elevate, individual. It elevates him as, an individual. As, a, as a poet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many poets would have liked to have been there? Let me, let me ask Why, you a question. No, no, let me ask you a question. Right. Why was he selected in your opinion? Why did he get that honor in your opinion? Because I think he's not defined as an artist by this uh, uh, Asada Shakur this case. Is big. I think he's defined. Well, I, I think it probably isn't as big in in, in his career as, as you might think it is. Yeah, look, let, let, let me let me go to a different point, if I may. It sounds like what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't want to be wrong when I'm with you. 
because you know I got mad love for you. That's a rap phrase. I got it. All right. <laughs> Correct me. I like what his crew's laughing. What you're saying is if an artist supports someone that has been convicted of killing a cop, they should not be allowed to go to the White House. No, it's, it's a little bit little more bit. than that. Okay, say it again. I am saying that when a president invites someone, in this case, the first lady invites someone, okay. the resume has to be put in front of them. Mm -hmm. And they have to select people uh -huh. who are almost unimpeachable, all mm -hmm. right, because they're getting that honor to go to the White House. Right. This guy is controversial all day long with this stuff. Not only did he support this cop killer or celebrate the cop killer, he celebrated another one in Philadelphia. Again, he's celebrating someone he thinks was unjustly. He's not celebrating. Is this Perry Mason we're talking about now? Is this the most brilliant lawyer of all time? Who? This comment. Oh, oh comment. Well, let me ask you a question. On. Are you familiar with, with Leonard Peltier? Yes. Okay. Leonard Peltier was convicted of killing two All right, FBI now we're agents. going out to wounded knee. It's okay. similar. Uh-huh. All right. No, it's not. You're, you're, well, why you're is petty, it not? Because you're pettifogging the issue. It's the exact same thing. It's a guy convicted of killing a law enforcement official. Now, guess who wrote a song about Leonard Peltier? Yeah. Bono. Okay. Guess where he was? The White House. <laughs> Booyah! All right. That's a rap word. Did Bono, <laughs> yes. did he actually come out and say that he was innocent? Well, I think that's the, the crux of the song. No, I think he was raising no. questions about it. And, and, and the basic now, theme. Now who's pettifogging? Now okay. I can't even Look, see you. I can't. You're pettifog. No, that is exactly the same. Okay. Bob Dylan wrote a song yeah. about a convicted killer named Hurricane Carter. He's been to the White House. Why are you drawing the line at common? There is a selective outrage machine here at Fox that pettifogs only when it suits the narrative that suits them. Nice. This guy is in the yeah. crosshairs in a way that he shouldn't be. Whether you agree with him or not, over you may think he's ignorant in believing that Asada Shakur is innocent. You may think he's ignorant in believing that Mummy is. But then guess what? Bono can't go to the White House. Springsteen can't go to the White House. Bob Dylan can't go to the White House. You got a lot of people that aren't allowed to sit in the White House because they've written songs about people convicted of murder. Ah, but there's another point to be raised, and in a moment, fuck you. We will continue our debate with Mr. Stewart. Fuck you, Bill O'Reilly. He got you. He got him. He totally. Because <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you know what? Elvis shouldn't have gone to the White House. Nixon brought Elvis to the White House. Fucking junkie. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll do one break. We'll do the voicemail, and then uh, I think what we're gonna do to save a little bit of time is I'll drop the end in after. All right. So let's uh, let's do this, and uh, we'll be right back. Give yourself to him. 
three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Choosing a family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night. A podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective. And from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies. Old childhood favorites. Cult and foreign films. And Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com. Or find us on iTunes. Bye! This is a great John film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the girls on film radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com What's that? Hey, hey, I've been obsessed with a new game on my phone recently. Really? Tiny Wings. Have you seen this one? No. It's where this little bird goes down. It's like all these sloping hills and stuff. Hmm. And you have to sort of, like, you hit the screen at a certain point. It, like, makes the bird go down. Like, it's fucking weird. It's just, it's kind of fun. All right. I'll I'll look it up and I'll see.
I can't get past the fourth island. Oh, okay. Shall we go to voicemail? Uh, yeah, sh- should I read this? Or nope, here's one after? first. Okay. Hi, it's Demise. Hey, uh, Demise. Loving the show, as always. You guys are fantastic. Uh, I wanted to share something with you. I actually uh, saw it on Facebook, and then I sh- had to tweet it to John Stewart, and I'll probably try emailing it to him. <laughs> Scott, if he could get his hands on this. And I think you guys are going to love it. It's uh, After the Rapture Pet Care. And there's one <laughs> called uh, Inter- Eternal Pet Care or something or other. There's two of them. They're run by non-Christians. Uh, they charge a fee for to take care of the person's pet after the rapture takes them away. And it's hysterical. One of them is like a $10 fee, and then the other one um, is like $100 a pet. So I just thought it was really, really funny. You know, especially if you start thinking about the fact that once in heaven, you're not supposed to be concerned about earthly things anymore. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're not really putting their faith to the test. No. And, you know, many Christians, of course, don't believe that animals have souls either. Mm. And and some believe that God has a place for the animals. And so it's just just hysterical, uh, you know. The person on Facebook said, which I thought of this, and I, I agree. I mean, if I was just a devious person, this would be a great way to get rich really, really fast. I am a oh, devious yeah. person. I anyway, wish I'd thought of it. I'd share it with you. Look it up on YouTube. The video is hysterical with the little pets looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could have picked up a house real cheap. Oh, my God. That's so damn funny. Uh, all right. Go ahead and read that. Then. All right. Let me read this here. It says it is from Reverend Scott. Hey guys, just a quick note about this week. There's something included in this segment that I can isolate if needed. You may want it, you may not. I guess I'll just have to wait and hear to see what you think. If the sound enters your ear and you think, my God, I can't believe I let this inside me without any protection. I feel violated, dirty, and cold. So cold, I wish I could undo what was done, but it's just not possible. Someone call Law & Order SVU because I, I just got raped. Then maybe you won't care to do anything with the audio either. <laughs> Oh, how I feel dirtier. All right, shall we see what it is? Let's see. Hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Reverend Scott. Are you feeling better this week, Chris? Yes. I know when you get coughing a lot, it can lead to headaches. And obviously, that can feel like, uh, I don't know. Dick right across my head. Yeah, kind (laughs) of like that, I suppose. Um, you know, I hope your coughing didn't cause a sore mouth either. That was herpes. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, anyways, uh, last night I saw Troll Hunter. Ah. Um, I got a nice copy in 720p to watch. Me too. Uh, yes, I know it's technically not out yet, but, you know, it's on before demand. you say anything, uh, I have a friend that's, uh, a troll. <laughs> he hooked me up. Uh, that just isn't true. Now, I, I hear a little bit about this movie ahead of time and heard that trolls have an intense sense of smell. In fact, their sense of smell is so acute, they can smell people who believe in God, specifically mm. Christians. I thought that was kind of crazy. But then I saw the movie and found out that's not exactly how it was in the actual movie. What really happens is a big-ass troll attacks you when it finds out you're not a Christian. Not a Christian! <laughs> oh, that's a scary troll. Thank God for the troll hunter. Shoot it in the ass. Exactly. So overall, I enjoyed the movie. It's made well, and it's really fun. Mm. And luckily, it doesn't take itself too seriously. So... 
I don't have a whole lot more to say this week, which is probably a good thing for you, because I have so many sound clips from last episode, it's not even funny. I was icing my balls. It feels so weird. <laughs> Penis cock cock. But honestly, I don't have anything specific to talk about, so scripting something, then taking a clip and stuffing it in the rear has become quite difficult. Does your family know you're gay? It's like, wait a minute, no, I, no, I don't know what if, to Oh, now I'm being stupid. Something I did want to start discussing with you guys was a new Are You Serious podcast promo. Chris had voiced his want to do one soon and wanted my help. Of course, I agreed and wanted to throw out some ideas for you to think about. So first, we'll change up the music and then I can announce for you guys. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, Penis. I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a cock in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How big is the cock? You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. <laughs> Each one is a to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right the arm. Character from an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. It sounds like this. <laughs> so when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast. On iTunes or AreYouSeriousPodcast.com. Well, maybe you can use that. Maybe you can't. But either can way, we? it we are. sound intelligent, unique, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Anyways, peace and love, guys. I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still watching you guys. Still can't believe the things you'll admit on air. I know that I'm not going to stand for it when, uh, if it happens to my girls, you know? Right. I'm, I'm a big enough person that... I can stand near the person that's saying something. Stand there. You know, you watch. You know, you see where the kids go, who they are. And then you stand near them, and then you just look at the kid real quick. Just make eye contact and say, you know what? If anybody ever did anything to my kids, I would snap them in half like a twig. (laughs) You're threatening the kid? Yeah. You've just put the fear of God into them, (laughs) I guess. Because I am God if I have the power to take his life away. Yeah. There's no adults around. I would hurt a child. You know, somebody my size can easily overpower a 12-year-old, which is fucking scary. Wow. Because the parents can't be there all the time. Even should they be there all the time? A little fear is never a bad thing. The dead ones. They, they're like that oh. when I get there. Yeah. Sure. Vote Reverend Scott in 2012. Holy shit. I like the other part of the voice. Oh, mail. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, and he used wow. Faith No More in the background to the to the promo. Yeah, we're definitely going to use oh, that. That is awesome. There's a couple shows that can't play that, but I don't care. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh, hilarious. that's great. Oh, all right. Let's go get food. All right, let's do this. Hey, by the way, folks, are you serious podcast at gmail.com? And um, is it 206 or 306? 206 338 3094. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, who you're feeling, what you think about that. Penis. 
Penis. <laughs> Penis cockballs. Just, just doing it for him now. Yeah, I know. Now we just, if you have a list of words you'd like us to say, that just makes your life easier. Just let us know. You know? <sighs> a New Hampshire banana twist. There you go. You hey, can use that one. Coming nice up, which is good for us over the summer, there's a whole bunch of new shows starting up over the summer. So there's some stuff. New Futurama. Maybe I can get you to watch that. Maybe. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. pundits and members of the political class who have spoken with certainty about my decision to run or not for president in 2012 are amusing, if not amazing, to think that they even knew what I didn't know until late this week. The past few months have been times of deep personal reflection. Even though I wasn't actively establishing a campaign organization or seeking financial support to run again, polls have consistently put me at or near the top to be the Republican nominee. Now, when possible candidates were discussed in the media, and despite polls that showed me in the lead, my name would sometimes go unmentioned, while some candidate barely registering single digits was touted as a front-runner. But I found comfort that the nomination would not be made by commentators, columnists, or consultants, but by the rank-and-file voters in the Republican primary. And their support is strong, and it's been growing. Concerns that I had about raising the necessary funds to be competitive or being able to win in states outside the South were answered when signs of strong financial support materialized and when polls showed me winning in states like Pennsylvania, Maine, even New Jersey. Now that kind of shattered the notion that I was only a regional candidate or only supported by social conservatives. I hadn't done much toward a race because, frankly, my life was filled with work that I truly love right here at Fox News and doing radio commentaries on my daily Huckabee report on 600 stations, traveling the country for speaking engagements, and then helping good, conservative, pro-life candidates who were running for office. Other people probably thought about it more than I did. I, I don't have an issue with my family being supportive. My wife actually has encouraged me to do it, despite knowing full well that it would subject her and the rest of the family to some brutal and savage personal attacks. My adult children also have made it clear They'd be with me no matter what. And when people ask me, what would it take for me to run? I tell them the same thing. Pray for me to have clarity in the decision. I don't expect everyone to understand this, but I'm a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. And that relationship is far more important to me than any political office. For me, the discussion and decision is ultimately not a political one. It's not a financial one, not even a practical one. It's a spiritual one. The past few weeks, the external signs and signals and answers to many of the obstacles point strongly toward running. 
And when I'm with people encouraging me to run, it's easy to feel the strength of their partnership and commitment to help me to the finish line. But only when I was alone, in quiet and reflective moments, did I have not only clarity, but an inexplicable inner peace, a peace that exceeds human understanding. All the factors say go, but my heart says no. And that's the decision that I've made. And in it, I finally found some resolution. Now, look, I don't fully understand it myself, but I'm sure the pundits will. But I do know this, that under the best of circumstances, being president is a job that takes one to the limit of his or her human capacity. For me, to do it apart from an inner confidence that I was undertaking it with God's full blessing is simply unthinkable. I can't know or predict the future, but I know for now my answer is clear and firm. I will not seek the Republican nomination for president this year. I'm going to gladly continue doing what I do and hopefully helping others in their campaigns for Congress, governorships, and other positions. I'll certainly give more detail about this decision in due time, and especially to those who have faithfully and so sacrificially been part of the process. I know I'm going to deeply disappoint a lot of people I love. So many good and dear people have put forth extraordinary effort, and they did it without any assurance that I would even mount a campaign. And it pains me seriously pains me to let them down. But I also know my decision is going to delight just as many who aren't that fond of me. But let me say I'm eternally grateful for the faithful support of my wife, children, and my real friends who promised to stand with me no matter what. I had come to believe that I would be in the race for president, but I won't be. I will for sure be rededicating myself to standing for and communicating the principles of common sense constitutional government, and civil discourse that I believe are critical to the survival of this great and wonderful republic. From New York, this is Mike Huckabee. Good night. God bless. And uh, I guess I'll be back next week. I'm Donald Trump, and this is a special announcement. Mike Huckabee is not going to be running for president. This might be considered by some people, not necessarily me, bad news because he is a terrific guy. And frankly, I think it'd be a terrific president. But a lot of people are very happy that he will not be running, especially other candidates. So, Mike, enjoy the show. Your ratings are terrific. You're making a lot of money. You're building a beautiful house in Florida. Good luck. NBC has been amazing. This will be our 12th season, and I have to say, I love Celebrity Apprentice. We've raised tens of millions of dollars for charity. We've never raised so much as we have in the last season. And after getting so many calls from Bob and from Steve and everybody, I've decided that we are going to continue onward with Celebrity Apprentice. We're going to continue making lots and lots of money for charity. I will not be running for president as much as I'd like to. And I want to thank everybody very much. Thank you very much. Going to see you for a great season. Thank you. 
ABC News was the first to break the story Monday that Donald Trump was dropping out of the race for president. But was the campaign just a PR stunt to boost Celebrity Apprentice? John Berman, you tracked the whole campaign, if that's what you want to call it. And you're here with more this morning. George, you know, his aides swear that he'd hired a campaign manager, a finance director, a campaign staff. If he were to decide to run, they say he might have very well run. But there are still others saying this whole thing was a charade, that all along, this was just another sideshow in the Donald Trump circus. For more than a month, it was all Trump all the time. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. He lived it, loved it, and laid it on thick. Was he running? I think you're going to be very surprised. You may very well be surprised. I think you'd probably be surprised. Not just a surprise, a serious surprise. He told Good Morning America, I have never been so serious as I am now. In the end, a seriously surprising dud. Telling advertisers he would stay on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice and, I will not be running for president as much as I'd like to. His reasons? Well, he says business is my greatest passion, and I'm not ready to leave the private sector. Another passion? Money. Some reports say NBC is paying him as much as $60 million to stay on TV. Bad news for Meatloaf. For Meatloaf, you're fired. But maybe good news for voters? 64% of Americans say they wouldn't vote for Trump. Donald Trump blew it and made himself look like a fool. There were the we jokes, especially after the president released his birth certificate, proving again that Trump's birther claims were false. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. <laughs> we have been through all this before. There was the time he was serious about running in 1988 and 2000, even for governor in 2006. The lesson here, when it comes to campaign 2016 and Trump says he's seriously going to surprise us, he's seriously skeptical. So now we won't get to see his financial statements that he promised you, George, he would be releasing. And we will not get to see that proof that he had investigators on the ground in Hawaii looking for the president's birth record. So now he just closes up the circus and goes home. End of line.